On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every 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 day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. I'm excited today. Why? Because we're going to talk football. Vikings, possibly, and Dominic Sue. So much terror he's created in the NFC North. So much terror he's created in, in the NFC. Super Bowl champion as well, so he has that winning mentality. We're going to talk receivers. Who's the number one receiver in the NFL? Everybody has a different person. Is it the Triple Crown winner, Cooper Cup? Is it the up-and-coming Justin Jefferson? Is it the guy everybody forgets about because he had Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams? We'll get into that a little bit later. And then, of course, we have to talk about the Twins. This Guardians-Twins series is going to be eight games in the next 11. It's crazy. They got one out the way, though. We'll talk about that. But in Dominican Sue, when you think about the 3-4, it fits his body type. It fits a guy that's big and strong, a guy that can play iso ball on a guard or on a center guard and just kill it. Now, he's not the Indomitian Sioux from the past. Is he still a bully sometimes? Is he still like, will he step on Aaron Rodgers' arm? <laughs> Maybe. We, we don't know what the guy would do. He's done some weird stuff. But what we can say is he's an absolute terror. And in this 3-4 defense with the names of names, Daniel Hunters, Darius Smith, uh, Harrison Smith, uh, Eric Kendricks, uh, Harrison Phillips, with all these names, you add in Dominican Sue, I feel like it's the Rams. Like, is that what Kevin O'Connell's trying to do? Get the names of names like they did with the Rams and they end up winning the championship? Maybe that's the formula. But first, before we jump into that, a word from our sponsors. Thank you, Ron. I'm going to tell you about a completely free app where you can easily browse over 630,000 sports cards from every sport with hundreds more added each day, it's the Sports Card Investor app, and it has something for you, whether you are a casual card collector or you're an avid card collector. They've got breakout stars, debuting prospects. Check the value. Find great deals on your first cards. You can get nostalgic. Go with some of those older players. I know I used to collect cards back in the day with those 90s football stars. I love looking back at those today, and I bet some of those are worth a few bucks. Interested in getting into sports cards? Find great deals on your favorite players, whether it's Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, or all of those MLB stars. Um, download the Sports Card Investor app today. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. Well, as we jump into the show with myself, Sam Ekstrom, my producer. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. We're going to talk a little bit of Indomitian Sue. So, Sam, when Indomitian Sue's name is thrown out there, there's interest. Now, it could be small interest. We know at one point, um big goon was in town for the vikings former mm -hmm. vikings d tackle he was in town uh he posted on his instagram now who knows what he was here for could have been a football camp could have been just a checkup at tco uh but he did post on his instagram as well and people were talking about that um you know oh man could could, could he come back because he was a big terror in the middle as well and in a three four defense you're not asking a ton you're only looking for one to two downs maybe depending on the passing set and what's out there but Dominican Sue. Still look good. He still looked like he was in shape. Still looked like he can play. So he can give you some some definite like a, a mentality. But when you hear that name, what 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 comes out to you when you hear Indomitian Sue? Tenacity, 
is the word that sticks out. Um, pedigree. And early on in his career, it would have been dirty player. It would have been suspension. You know, it would have been character problems. Um, but I think at this stage in his career, he's got a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. He's 35 years old. And I, you know what I look at, Ron? I look at his games played. I look at his snap count. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big guy. That's a big guy. You would expect him to be wearing down a little bit at age 35. I'm looking at his snap counts with Tampa, 77% of the snaps, 74. Last year, a little drop, 63. But look at his games played in his career. 191 games played. And I believe the only games he's missed were due to a suspension. I don't think he's <laughs> missed a game. The guy doesn't get hurt. Played all 17 last year and still had six sacks. He had six sacks the year before. So if you look at just the baseline stats and the impact that this guy can have, um, I think that's a gigantic boost to your locker room. I don't know where the Vikings continue to find these extra dollars in the coffers, but I would love to add someone like that to the room at the very last second. That that's that's a Super Bowl move. If you're trying to get a Super Bowl champion, um, someone at that age who's been through the ringer, I think you have to do it. Here's the thing I like about that move. We talked about an offensive-minded head coach. The GM, we don't know where he stands on this. We don't know where he – I mean, he's definitely going to listen to the coaches, to the scouts, what they need in this defense and this offense. But at the end of the day, Kevin O'Connell, this is his team. He's going to grow this team. Him and Kwesi together have to grow this team. And so we thought about offense. Everybody was focused on, you know, third receiver. Are they going to draft a third receiver in the first round? Is this going to be a Jamar Chase situation with uh, with Higgins? Uh, with the Bengals and how they did it. Um, everybody had all these questions. <laughs> what does he go do? He drafts defense and then drafts some more defense. And then what does he do? Now he's bringing in defensive guys to be, you know, Zadarius Smith. You're bringing in more defensive guys now. When you think about, and then Channing Sullivan, you know, they've done nothing but revamp the defense. That was the, that's why it's sneaky. Because if you look at where the deficiencies were on this team, it was defense, 25th ranked, 31st ranked, 32nd ranked in different categories of the defense. And then all of a sudden, you think he's going to come in and just worry about the offense? No, he knows the offense is good. He knows what Kirk Cousins can do. He's seen that. He knows what Justin Jefferson can do. We saw Matthew Stafford with the Lions, and he was great. But then we saw Matthew Stafford with the Rams, and he was elite. The big difference, they put him in a position to win. That's why I love the AT&T commercial. You have to catch the sneaky stuff that Matthew Stafford says. He talks about trading in an iPhone. And what does he say about it? Oh, so you get new stuff with this, new apps. Is it kind of the same thing, but you're just trading it in for something different? And then you're going to be better? And then he kind of looks at the – It's Matthew Stafford was like, I'm the same guy. I just got traded in, and then all of a sudden I got an upgrade. I got a new iOS system. I mean, I think that's what Kevin O'Connell's coming here to do. He can upgrade Kirk, Kev, Kirk Cousins' iOS. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen were already great. Irv Smith Jr. never got a chance, so he's going to be healthy. Kyle Rudolph is still in the street, so maybe he comes in and gets to play here. He wants. He said he wants to. We already. We had already put that out there before, and now he actually says it, that he'd love to come back. Of course he does, though. Who doesn't want to come play for somebody anywhere and make a lot of money? But then you look at, and Mike Zimmer's not here. If, if Zimmer was here, maybe Kyle Rudolph wouldn't have that, that zest to want to come back here, but now it seems like a fresh new start. But then you look at this defense, and Dominican Sue creates instant. Him and Zadarius Smith create instant attitude. They already had a somewhat of an attitude back in the day, 
like three, four years ago with Mike Zimmer, they had a great attitude and a great, like, scary defense. But you bring Adamic and Sue in, you add Zadarius Smith, you have Daniil Hunter who's back. That's a new look defense. That's why a guy like Anthony Barr might say, man, you know what? With all those pieces of puzzle, just just grab I'm the corner piece. Just just grab me off the table. Give me two, three million. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Like that's that's what I hope is happening right now with the Vikings, where all these teams or players actually are looking like, all right, I'm still a free agent. I can go to here, make seven, or I can go here, make three or four and win a Super Bowl. I think that's what the Vikings are starting to do. They're starting to get looks from guys where before you weren't seeing some of these names of names uh, wanting to come here, you know, for whatever reason, weather. Yeah. You know, who knows? GM coach. I don't know, but you weren't seeing that like this in this, at this clip, you're starting to see a lot of names pop up and, and Kevin O'Connell is a player's coach. So maybe that's part of it. You know, he has seen and known these guys. He might have played with some of these guys at some point, like been on the field. I think he was on the roster at the same time Sue was on the roster. And so when you think about that, you know, his ability to call Tom Brady and maybe ask Brady about Sue, you know, call some of the guys he knows, um, you know, coaches that he knows that 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 are young and they have a great communication is not like a, a weird conversation. They're just adding the pieces of the puzzle to become a championship team. But I like the move. If it happens, it's great because now you had another person with Harrison uh, Phillips uh, and Dominic and Sue. I don't think the goal is to play 99% of the snaps. I think that what you just put out, 63, 65%, I think that's enough because now you have that rotating defensive line that, again, let's not forget about Coach Edwards. He did that. He did that here. That was his thing. Let me try to have nine linemen from end to middle that I can move around. And I think that's the key to success. And that's what they're trying to do. Let's find some guys that we can all plug and play. We're going to have our young guys, but we're going to have some of these old veterans to get the best out of them. I like the move. But up next on the Ron Johnson Show, I'm excited about this one. We got Carly Applin Zucker, wife of Jason Zucker. She's going to talk a little bit about being a wife in the NFL or NHL and also her DMs. Aisha Curry had a similar DM situation. Could Carly Zucker have a same DM want as Aisha Curry? Maybe. But stick around for that next up on The Ron Johnson Show. Well, next up on The Ron Johnson Show, we're going to have Carly Applin. Carly Zucker, as most of you may know now. Uh, but Carly is a do-it-all mom, uh, TV personality, radio personality, but more importantly, she's a philanthropist. Uh, I had a chance to be on Carly's show a while back, and now the tables have turned. I get to have Carly on my show as I bring Carly Applin Zucker into the show. Carly, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good well, to see you your know, face. It's been a while. I know you too. I feel like I only see you on social media, like or, yeah. you know, or something with the kids. Uh, but but let's talk sports. You know, when you talk about hockey, traveling mom moving kids life isn't easy doesn't get easier um how do you do it like how do you do it all it's a it's a one day at a time i think and i i truly believe everybody has their own busy right so my busy is so much different from somebody else's busy so whether you have kids or don't have kids or have animals like everybody's busy is your own busy and so mm -hmm. you just kind of manage it as you go and it is really one day at a time i mean we could decide as when Jason's in season and he's in Pittsburgh, we could decide 24 hours before. I think me and the kids are going to come out and see you. And so we pack everybody up and we get on a flight and we head out there. So it, you know, it's just, 
it's really taking it day by day and just staying on top of what the kids need and they have what they need. We're all good. Yeah. And you know, kids talk about children's hospital. That's how I met you, you know, fun story for those that don't know. Uh, the first time, like one of the first times I really met Carly, uh, she told me to turn around, look forward. And then I found out behind me, she had gotten undressed and put a new dress on. Uh, we were part of a fashion show. And then of course I had to meet her husband, like right after And I'm like, sorry, man. Like, I guess I was the, the the unlucky guy that had to be her shield because I was the least perverted guy of the group. Um, Girl, uh, the women included. Yeah, women included there. So yeah, the models there, they were. I mean, they definitely got just butt naked. Like I, yep. I mean, because I remember Heather Fleck asking me that same question because when she did the show, she's like, "So, do we all like go in our corners and change or what?" And I said, "Hey, it's whatever you're comfortable with. We're all models mm -hmm. back here." just do what you got to do. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I think we're all adults at this point. Um, but you know, and then I got to know Carly and Jason, Jason, you know, came out with Chad Greenway. My daughter was selling friendship bracelets. Her daughter came out and helped as well. And, and so it's been fun to get to know you guys, but you guys inspire me when you look at gift 16 and giving back to the children's hospital. I mean, you guys have done so much for the Minnesota children's Masonic hospital. Um, where, where does that start or where'd that come from? Yeah, I mean, the story behind that is is pretty long. And I, I, it all starts with the name Tucker Hellstrom, right? He was a young boy who was battling osteosarcoma at Masonic Children's Hospital. Jason did a visit there with the Minnesota Wild at the time, happened by chance to meet Tucker, um, came home, told me, wow, I met this really, really cool kid today. Um, you'd really like him. We talked about it for a little while. And then truly, we just kind of moved forward, right? And then it, it happened to be that we had a, I had a mutual friend with his mother and we found out that Tucker was having his leg amputated. He was a big athlete and um, he was struggling at that time. Of course, the young kid getting, I mean, anybody having a limb amputated is yeah. a life changing, you know, very tough situation. So um, they asked if Jason would give him a stick and we said, well, would it be okay if Jason actually showed up and gave him the stick and, and met him or, and talked to him again and, I wanted to meet him. So they said, yes, we were the first people to see him besides his family after. And Jason sat and played video games with him. We talked to the family, grew a really, really amazing bond. And we met, started meeting other people at Masonic Children's Hospital, whether it was doctors, nurses, just the staff working there. And we thought this is the place we want to give our time, our energy, our money. It was really important to us. Unfortunately, Tucker passed away. Um, and that really solidified the fact that we wanted to help his family create a legacy there for him. And I mean, his mother is doing incredible work um, in the wake of his death. And so we're just honored to be a small part of trying to keep his legacy alive. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, I see it in your kids because I tell people all the time, like kids do what they see. And so for people that try to act like, oh, you know, I don't know where my kids are learning this from. Well, then that's the problem if you don't know where they're learning it from. And mm -hmm. I'll never forget, we were at Shields selling bracelets out front. And uh, your daughter, I think Sophia, was mm -hmm. extremely shy about it. Like Jason came over. He's like, hey, Sophia wants to know if it's okay if she, and I'm like, yeah, like she definitely can come sell bracelets. You know, so for a young girl to even want to get out there and talk to the people, help the other girls sell bracelets, you know, I could tell she was shy at first, but then once she got to realize all these girls are her age, you know, 10, 11, 12, because uh, how old is she now? She's 12. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah. Cause I remember 20, right, yep. nowadays, but <laughs> yeah, I remember when you were pregnant, when you first came on my show, my radio show, and I didn't know you were pregnant, but you told me, and I didn't leak it. I didn't leak it to the world, 
but you were telling me like, I didn't know if I wanted to come out because nobody really knows I'm pregnant. Um, and I think it was Hendrix, right? Is where you were pregnant at the time? I mean, who knows these days? I mean, <laughs> could have been Stella, could have been Hendrix. Who knows? I mean, we're just we're yeah. trying to figure out, is it Mark Rosen or Jason? Who's the father? We don't know. We don't know who the father truly is, but. Oh well, I'm going to guess Rosie's still shooting blanks at this point. So. Oh, God. Ron. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Jason's safe there. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, no. you... You said it, though. I mean, kids truly, it, it's so important not to just do it for your, you know, for the community or just to do it as an adult, but to take them with you on that journey, right? Yeah. So it's, yep. when we go to the hospital and now, you know, COVID restrictions are still in place, but we're trying to bring the kids with us to as much as we can so that they see it and that they're a part of it because you can tell them, but when they're a part of it and just just like your daughter did, your da you supported your daughter doing this huge mission and she was doing it herself. She wasn't just watching mom and dad do it. And so I think right. it's super important for them to be a part of it. Yeah. And we were, we were excited to go down and that's how they found out about, I mean, it, it became full circle because we went down to the children's hospital because uh, one of the twins that were helping us, her mom is uh, in the NICU unit down there. And so we went down there and I, I, the Gophers, thank you, PJ Fleck and Heather Fleck and the Gopher family for giving me a Jersey. So I was able to get one of the jerseys of my own, but it had to roll the boat. I signed it. We put it up in, uh, I think it's Kyle Rudolph's locker room mm -hmm. or end zone. Um, yep. And then they got to hear the other stuff about the Jason Zucker, you know, and Carly Zucker uh, family studio and all the other stuff there. And and we're going to take them back because, of course, yeah, same thing. We had the COVID restrictions. So there were like certain things we couldn't do. And the kids wanted to meet kids. But they're like, ah, oh, you know, we can't really do that right now. Um, and so we just want to continue. We did. We did buy more bracelets from a company to kind of make it long lasting. And we're working on that process. But, Carly, when you look at hockey and let's let's switch gears. You're, you're, I mean, let's be honest. You're a hot hockey wife. Oh man. Thank but when you. I'm an old hockey. I'm like the oldest hockey wife on the planet. So thank you for putting hot in front of there. Cause I'm at but... a point in my life where, you know, other women are offended when somebody's like whistling to them on the street or yelling at them. And I'm the one that's like, if anybody would just give me that honor, I would be thrilled. I wouldn't be offended at this point. Like just <laughs> yell anything at me. It would, I, I would feel good about myself. So I what did Jason do? If you slide into my DMs, I'm not offended. I would love that. Like, send me, send me those pics that are inappropriate for other people because I will get self-esteem off of that. So, so yeah, as a as you. a as a hot hockey wife, though, like early on when Jason approached you, hockey player, professional athletes sometimes get a bad rap. Like, what did Jason do to kind of disarm you? Well. I mean, a lot of alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Um, I it for me it was for me it was he he's he is younger than me. You know, he's mm -hmm. significantly younger than I am. So when I met him and I had a daughter at the time, it was I wasn't at a place where I had I wanted to just you know I didn't need something serious right away. But I wasn't at, I was at a different point in my life. Right mm -hmm. when you have kids, your focus shifts. So I was at a different point in my life and. To me, it wasn't, oh, he's a hockey player and this is so cool or any of that. It was what structure and what does that mean in our lives? And mm -hmm. so he turned out to be and is the greatest guy I've ever met in my life. He is just so responsible, so wonderful. He's so good with our kids. And I couldn't ask for a better partner in life. And I learned that quickly. And so as much crap as I give him, he truly is the my best friend and the best partner. And 
I learned that really quickly about him. He showed me who he was and he's never really changed. He's been this really solid person in our lives. He met Sophia after six months and that really solidified it. He met Sophia and we became this family and it was really fast. And so I think for me, there was a lot of hesitation right away because he not only was he younger, but being in the sports world, there's a lot of uncertainty with that. And we've seen that with trades and other things. And now we've had two more kids and we just, you know, we just are taking it, like I said, day at a time. And when you're looking at, so last thing for you, and maybe not the last, but this is maybe one of the last, when you look at the Minnesota sports world, I mean, you got mm -hmm. the wild, you got the Timberwolves, you got the Vikings. Uh, who am I missing? Wild Timberwolves, Vikings. Well, I mean, we have the Lynx, we have... Lynx, I'm missing somebody. Oh, Twins, sorry, baseball. Oh, the Twins. Twins, I'm like, I know I forgot somebody else too. Lynx, Twins. And so when you look at this town, and then you've been in Pittsburgh. I grew mm -hmm. up in Pittsburgh. My dad played for the Steelers, won two Super Bowls. Different mindset in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. than it is in Minnesota. What is it going to take for Minnesotans to kind of embrace the ups and the downs of their sports teams? Oh, man. I'm Okay, so I'm from Minnesota. So I have no advice. I'm living it with everybody else. I have no advice because I am the person that has been living this since I was a little kid. I mean, my dad brought us to the Vikings game where Gary Anderson missed the field goal. <laughs> I was at that game, Ron. And the devastation walking out of that, of the Metrodome, was, is something I will never forget. I was very young and I remember the silence and looking around. So I have no advice because I am part of that crew that needs advice from somebody else. And so all I can say is once you get, once we get one championship under our belt, I mean, yep. hopefully it happens soon, then I think the rest is history, right? You need that first that we haven't had in a long, long time. And I think that once we get that smooth sailing after that. Yeah. So, so you're saying being a transplant to Pittsburgh now, you have not come back with any confidence from the Pittsburgh fans. No, no. I mean, they have a lot of confidence, which is great, but they're also real hard fans. They're tough. They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a blue, it's a blue collar state. I mean, that's just what they do. It's, it's what sports are, what they have. Um, last one, then one fun one. You look at the, the links are struggling right now. Uh, yeah. Twins are actually doing really well. Uh, yeah. Wild missed it by a little bit. Vikings have a new coach. Timberwolves have young stars. Of those five, Lynx, all the Twins, Vikings, blah, 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 blah. Who do you think has the best chance to win a Super Bowl or NBA championship or WNBA championship within the or the final? Because hockey doesn't put an S on the end. Uh, in the next, like, three or four years, who has the best chance to win one? Oh, man. Okay. I mean, historically, the Lynx, but I think they're in a place. You know, it ebb and flows, right? So yep. When you go all in and you win those championships, like the Lynx said, they're going to ebb and flow. The years that come after that might be down years. I mean, I think, man, I'm really hopeful with the Vikings because I think the change of leadership is going to add a spark. We saw mm -hmm. that with the Wild too, right? I mean, yep. that really changed their whole dynamic. So I would say Vikings and Wild is pretty, pretty here for me. I think it could be either. I worry a little bit with the Wild because of the contract situation they have hanging on to the Parisian suitor stuff. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It's going to be a fun year, I think, with the Vikings especially because we're going to see this change in leadership, and I think that's going to be a big deal. Oh, well, yeah, and last one. Kyle Rudolph said he wants to be a Viking. He want to come back. Would you, if, if, the, if the wild were an option, would you, would you kind of nudge Jason and say, let's go back to Minnesota? Oh, my gosh, of course. I think we've been really fortunate because the wild was home for us for a long time, and I love it here. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh has been an incredible city to be a part of. The team there, the organization, the city itself, we 
fell in love really quickly. So we love it there. I mean, if we don't stay there, of course, I mean, I, I'm always going to be a wild fan at heart. And I think that growing up here and then Jason being a part of the team for so long, it, it'll always be a part of us, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, unpredictable. as long as he plays for a few more years, we'll be fine. <laughs> Well, I want to thank Carly Applin for joining me, Zucker for joining yes. me on the Ron Johnson Show. Applin Zucker, I see the apostrophe, the, the quotations on your Twitter uh, for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. Up next, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Stick around for that. Well, it's the part of the show that I love. Here we go. Three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. Gronk is retiring again. The second retirement and uh, I'm not sure that anybody's convinced it's for real this time. Ron, do you think that this is for real? And, and if so, is Gronk the greatest tight end of all time? Oh, man. Well, let me go to the first question. It, or sorry, the second question. Is he the greatest of all time? No, not in my opinion. And this is why. I mean, you look at Tony Gonzalez, um, and I look at body type. Gronk was just a big, bruising guy. But certain routes, like Gronk couldn't run. Like Gronk was just a big body that Tom Brady knew how to use properly. Um, you put Gronk in certain offenses, I don't think you get the same production out of him. Now, was he a bully? Yeah. Was he a ridiculous red zone threat? Yeah. Um, but just, and maybe it's the way he runs. He just looks lumbering to me sometimes. He just looks like a big, huge, like, gr like Groot. Like he reminds me of Groot, the way he runs. Um, where I, I look at like smooth route runners like Antonio Gates uh tony gonzalez uh shannon sharp uh you know you could put shannon out there as a receiver and, and maybe people got confused of his brother and they had a similar body looks you know the way they moved but you could put him out there as a receiver and and you get like a nice slant i remember the ravens he ran a slant route against i think the raiders in the playoffs took it to the house like 82 yards um that was also a game i think the qb threw the ball like 10 times but when, when you think about top all time i gotta go gonzalez Gates, Sharp, and then I can go Gronk. And this is this is this is another this is the thing. When you look at stat wise, there's another tight end in between them, and that's Jason Witten. Now, Jason Witten to me is another lumbering type of body type guy. Maybe I'm looking at body type more so than production, but from a statistic standpoint, yards you have Gonzalez, Witten, Gates, Sharp, Gronk. Then Travis, Kel I mean Travis Kelsey is only 200 yards away from Gronk. So he's and Greg Olson's done. Uh, Jimmy Graham is pretty much done. Ossie Newsom's out of that. Vernon Davis is done. Uh, Jared Cook, Zach Ertz is way down to 6,000. So the fact that Travis Kelsey is right there behind Gronk and 20 games less, almost 20 games less, and he's only 200 yards behind Gronk. And that's why I can't say he's the greatest off time because we haven't seen what Travis Kelsey's going to do. Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, is right there with Gronk right now. I mean, you look at receptions. He has 700 receptions compared to Gronk 621. He has 994 um, ah, I don't even know what that is. Sorry, average. Not, that's wrong stat. Uh, average. He has 12.8 to Gronk's 15. So that's the big difference is you had a lot of stretch wrong. Travis Kelsey does a lot of intermediate stuff. But overall, Travis Kelsey is only two. It's going to take maybe two games, three games this season with Gronk being retired for Travis Kelsey to jump Gronk on this list and become a top five NFL wide receiver. And so can you say it was Patrick Mahomes? Well, in, in uh, Tyreek Hill's opinion, Patrick Mahomes is not good. It's inaccurate. It's all, it's all about Tua. 
So, so you got to give it to Travis Kelsey that Travis Kelsey is making making uh Pat Mahomes look good. Patrick, as his mom would say, he doesn't want it's not just Pat, but no, I can't put him as all time. Now, is this his final retirement? Who knows with him and Brady because they 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 love to do this mind game stuff. Gronk's retired like faked retirement before for stuff, like he faked retirement so he wouldn't get traded to the Lions when Matt Patricia went. Like, he literally told the Lions, I'm gonna retire before I, I go to the Lions, and then the Lions just moved on. And then, of course, he didn't retire. Like, he's, he's he videotaped himself working out in three different tank tops on the same day and sent the videos on different days to the Bucks to prove he was working out during COVID. Like, the guy is just crazy, and he's a mind guy. So, no, I don't think this is it for him. It could be, but I would never say it is because you never know with the Gronkowski family. Yeah, Gronk wants to, you know, spend some more time partying on a boat instead of going to training camp, I think. Um, that's, it might might answer the phone if Brady calls him mid-season and says, Correct. hey, we need help. Yep. But listen to this peak that Gronkowski had. I don't think he's top five even just because of the, the injury stuff, the longevity, much, much greater longevity amongst some of those other guys. But Gronkowski from 2011 to 2017, he was averaging. 1,311 yards per 16 games. I mean, mm -hmm. that's – and 13 touchdowns. That's crazy productive. Yeah. His body just didn't always cooperate. LinkedIn, a great social network for professionals. The sun comes out. Small businesses are back in business. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. To the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Do you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Ron. Twins last night. Biggest game of the year, I would say. First of eight in the next 11 against the Guardians. And it's kind of a gut punch. They lose 6-5 to five in 11 innings. They stormed back from 3-0 down. Luisa Rise, a huge home run in the seventh to take the lead 5-3. Bullpen gives it up. They go to extras and lose. They can't come up with a clutch hit. Uh, so, Ron, your reaction to the first of eight against the Guardians? So, and this is where I'm confused at. So, unless the stat thing is off, it's saying... It was tied two to two in the fourth. And then they actually went up in the seventh, five to two. And it then was, Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. It was that's not it was three oh Cleveland. Um, then it was three two for a bit. Then it was five three twins. And then Cleveland tied at five five. Yeah, so this this is off. I don't know who's working the stat machine. Because I pulled <laughs> it, I was watching a little bit of it, and then I just kinda my daughter had softball last night, so I'm like, you know what? I'm focusing on that. And so when I went to the stat machine, those stato machino, they're off. But they do show six to five in the end. But the way they uh, put the stats down are just wrong. Um, but yeah, but either, either way, they gave up. They gave it up. 
And so when you think about losing six to five um, against the Guardians, it's not bad. Also, I saw the Luis Arise MVP chance. That has to stop. Like, and then I just saw Dustin Morse, uh, Morsey, uh, Morse, Morse text or tweet, sorry, tweet a picture of him in bed with his bat saying the man sleeps with his bat. Like, come on. Like, we're, we're, we're don't, don't Jason Tatum, this guy. Don't start like doing stuff, pumping him up, trying to make him a myth and a legend. And, you know, I, I like just let the stats show, let the game play. Don't do the antics because when you get into the antics, you start to feel like the old Cleveland team from that movie that they wanted to get rid of him. And you, you think about Cleveland with uh, Wesley Snipes and you think about uh, Serrano and, and, and all the things from, the, from, from, from uh, what was that, Major League. Like, don't do the antics. Like, just, just play baseball. But, yeah, it, it's a tough one when you lose that way, especially in extras. Um, it, it, but the fact that you lost in extras, the fact that you were able to get to 10, 11 innings uh, shows that you're right there. Like, so – Maybe they do what what happened with the. I mean, look at the Tigers. Look at the the, the uh, Yankees. They got one on the Yankees. The Yankees took the next two. So maybe they take the next seven from the Guardians. Hopefully that's the case. But Arise is on a is on a tear, and I think that's that's the key. They have to ride it. But if they lose six out of these eight, <laughs> watch out. Because then yeah, then the doubt creeps in. Like that's where doubt starts to creep. I, like I hadn't thought it creeped in all season yet. I thought they were still right there. They still they still feel like they're in control. Um, you know, you look at their record, you know, 38-31, they still have space. Guardians have 35, so they have space. But if they give up six out of two, that gap gets closer and closer. And they do have that middle series of three. They can try to get some wins and put some space back between them and the, and the Guardians. But this is the Guardians' chance now. They're like, look, we can see our, 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 we can see our prey. Like, they're right there in front of us. We win these games. We're back at number one. Now, there's the other key. Guardians on the flip side probably are thinking like Major League because Major League, same thing. What happened in that movie? Cleveland's team, everybody was riding them off and they found a way to get. So maybe they have a mannequin in the locker room of somebody that they're just ripping clothes off just to like every time we win, we're going to take something off and we're going to win these games. And, and maybe they're doing a little reverse psychology on the twins, but who knows? Like it, it's, it's disheartening, I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Twins need the trade deadline to get here now because they need <laughs> to acquire some help. I know teams don't usually trade their guys until like the hour before the deadline, but the Twins need help. They need bullpen help. I mean, yeah. they can't they can't lose late leads like they did last night. Emilio Pagan gives up a lot of home runs, gave up another one last night, and it cost them. Uh, here's a meaty one. I, I like this conversation. So Devontae Adams ranked the number one receiver in the NFL on CBS Sports. Okay, I think you could you could definitely get behind that if you look at the numbers in Green Bay. But, Ron, my question to you is, is that status going to hold up in Las Vegas now that he has a different supporting cast and a different quarterback? Ooh. So this is what I'll say. CBS, off the top, they're going off one ranking for stat – or, for sorry, for skill, in their opinion, and then another stat or another ranking – off of fantasy football points. Well, they kind of go hand in hand nowadays when you think about the number of catches, yards, all that matters, touchdowns. Right now for fantasy football rankings, they have Cooper Cup one, they have Justin Jefferson two, and then they have Jamar Chase three. And then, and it's just three different guys. It's three different guys. It's one guy's list. He has uh, Stefan Diggs four, uh, CeeDee Lamb five, Adams six. Another guy has Coop, Chase, Jefferson, Adams, four. 
And then the other guy has Coop, Jefferson, Chase, Samuels, Stephon Diggs, D. Adams, six. So, one, yeah, you can say he's good. But my guess is, in their fantasy football world, they are dropping him down because of his quarterback. So if you drop him down in fantasy because of the quarterback, you can't sit up here and then say he's the best receiver. Like, he was the best receiver with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what he's going to be with Carr. Now, he did the same thing Tyreek Hill did. Great arm, great quarterback, uh, the same guy. Aaron Rodgers is great as ever. But, hey, Derek Carr makes the same throws. Like, he's the same quarterback, you know, just doesn't have the, the discount double check. And so when you think about that and the fact that there's two different sides of the story, I'm still going to go with the one that's most noticeable. Chase and Jefferson, those are the two that are in the same spot on everybody's list. Two and three. They're in the same spot. Cooper Cup is the one that's flip-flopped, um, and Devontae Adams is flip-flopped. So are you saying Cooper Cup's not that good? It's just in the system he's going to get a lot of balls. Are you saying Devontae Adams better, but in his system he's not going to get a lot of balls? At the end of the day, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are where they are. They're good, and they're going to, you know, they're, they get balls that matter, but it, it doesn't always come to them but they are better receivers. And so at the end of the day, I think Devontae Adams is good. You can't argue that Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Adams are probably, I throw Stephon Diggs in there, are probably top five. Like those are probably the top five NFL wide receivers right now. And so if you think about that, it, only the season can tell. And that's my opinion. That's where I go with it. I think Devontae Adams is good. I just don't know if I put him in one um, because you can't deny what Cooper Cup did this season. Like at the end of the day, he's still the number one receiver, the triple crown winner. So he hasn't done anything. Uh, and Matthew Stafford's still there. McVay's still there. I mean, are they saying Kevin O'Connell was the key to this puzzle? Probably not. Uh, Sean McVay's still there. Stafford's still there. And Cooper Cup's still there. At the end of the day, still Cooper Cup's crown. So Devontae Adams has to knock it off his head. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? We're going to learn a lot this year about how elite receivers impact the quarterbacks they have. Because you've got A.J. Brown going to Philly. Yep. Jalen Hurts needs plenty of help. We'll see if will Jalen Hurts look better with that type of receiving weapon. Will Derek Carr look better with that type of receiving weapon? Will Tua Tungavailoa look better with Tyree Kill? Right, because think about mm -hmm. Josh Allen. Like people, when when Stephon Diggs got traded to Buffalo, people were not that high on Josh Allen. If you can believe that, people were like, "Is, is he ever going to be like the real deal? Is he going to figure out the passing part of the equation?" And Diggs made him better quantifiably. So how are these guys going to impact their quarterbacks? Will the quarterbacks raise their play to match the receiver? That's what I'm intrigued to see this year. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, Devon, uh, uh, Stephon Diggs got Josh Allen a lot of money, so he needs to be thanking Steph. I mean, he has thanked Steph. I did. I watched the Instagram. They like, look like they're buddy-buddy. Um, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. The season is going to be fun because we have a lot of receivers to watch, a lot of new faces and new – or sorry, old faces in new places. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. That'll do it for the Ron Johnson Show. We want to thank Carly Applin for joining us. Carly Applin Zucker for joining us today. Uh, that's my that's Sam Extra, my producer. I'm Ron Johnson. Uh, please continue to subscribe on YouTube. Share it. Comment. Let us know what you think. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, you can download. Take us anywhere you go. Have a great day.